Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Jasper Smith, who is Mr. Build Wealth and has been involved in the financial services arena for over 15 years. Jasper, how you doing? I'm good, man. Just uh, looking forward to this conversation. You know, every uh, every platform is uh, they have their unique thing. and I'm looking forward to kind of engaging with your group and, and seeing where the conversation goes. For sure, man. We appreciate you coming on and we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Yeah. So professionally, I'm a financial planner, advisor, speaker, coach, author. Uh, it's it's kind of consumed my life. I found my passion pretty early on in terms of wanting to be in the financial services industry uh, for fun. I love to exercise. I'm a runner and spending time with my nine month old daughter and my wife. There we go. There we go. Uh, how is it being a fairly new dad? How has that nine months been for you? Every day is an adventure. You know, yeah. I, I I was speaking to you right before we started around childcare, and we had a little a little hiccup in uh, some childcare stuff. And you know, it's it's not it's not the first time it's happened, but it's like you just got to be able to roll with the punches because you're taking care of a life, and yeah. what she needs comes first. And once we've gotten that squared away, like I literally dropped everything. So did my wife, we pivot, we make a move, you make some phone calls, you work it out. And I think that's what it's kind of cool having a kid because you are challenged every day, every yeah. single day. Yeah, 100%. I believe it. I believe it. So you're a financial advisor, speaker, author. You kind of found your passion early in life. So tell us a little bit more about what your day to day looks like as a financial advisor, you're also getting on a lot of podcasts, doing some speaking, you have a book. So just tell us about uh day to day. Yeah. A day to day, they never look the same. Uh, some days it's, um, I don't want to take client meetings. I don't want to do podcasts. I need to be doing, you know, more some like outreach. Maybe it's uh outreach on social media. Maybe it's following up on emails. It's phone calls. Um, I, I try to time block. So if I know I have a heavy day, I'll block a time, say, just make phone calls. So I won't check any email. I don't care if my phone goes off. If I'm not reaching out, then it's I'm wasting that hour. Uh, emails the same, where it's just respond to emails. I've gotten really good at like drafting emails in case you don't want to send it, but yep. you want to come back to it. Or I schedule a lot of things where it's like if it's hot and it's right now, uh, I try to schedule a lot of things. Um, and then really making that time for current clients and or prospective clients in terms of blocking off those times where I want to have three to four meetings a day. If I can fill those slots, it doesn't always work out perfectly, but you got to have those types of systems. So that way as people in the influx comes in, you're like, Hey, I'm free always at these times or these time blocks. And so, you know, some days it's all meetings where I'll do back to backs and backs, take a small break. Those days are draining. And then usually those days are followed up. I won't have any client meetings and I'll just be doing follow-up, you know, servicing things, but uh, every day is kind of an adventure, man. I mean, I even do weekends because some people just are too busy during the weekdays. I don't 
like to always sacrifice a weekend because that's kind of family time. But my wife said, if somebody's about to pay you for something, you can work on the weekend. So I let my wife say, okay, great. We're going to go to some work so we can yeah. hang out later. So, <laughs> so sometimes it's the seven days a week. You know, I think as an entrepreneur, you're always kind of on. Uh, but, you know, I, I do take breaks sometimes during the day where I mean, randomly, sometimes I'll schedule like a time block where I'll take a nap in the middle yep. of the day. No specific time. If I if I have an opening, I'll just go take a nap or I'll go with my daughter and go for a walk. And mm-hmm. sometimes when I'm with my daughter, I may make phone calls because she may take a nap in the stroller or I just need to like really follow up on something. So it's sometimes you got to mix sometimes the the personal and the business when you're an entrepreneur because it, there's no like I don't punch in and punch out. Some days start before the sun comes up. A lot of days in when the sun has been gone down for a long time. So there's no kind of set nine to five, eight to five. There's a I need to work and work needs to get done. So I do it. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate the energy. And I feel like that's more, you know, a lot of people talk about balance in life and like balancing work-life balance. And they talk about like it's something to be achieved and then maintained. And it's more like balancing i've heard about it as like an act of sometimes you're going to be really heavy on family stuff sometimes you're going to be really heavy on professional stuff but it's always this um kind of tension you have to hold and balance yeah. if you will so i like that and i like that you're candid about that because a lot of people try to skirt that topic what well, they, they so real life so this upcoming wednesday it's my wife's grandmother's 80th birthday so i have one meeting in the morning and then we're hanging out family time the rest of the day I have no more. So it's literally family time. We may do some work if the baby takes a nap and we're not out and about, but literally have one morning appointment and the rest, like the next four or five hours is just family time. Yeah. So, and that's on a random Wednesday. So I think that's the luxury of being an entrepreneur because you have that flexibility. And I, I, you know, they used to say that, that, that balance term, there's no such thing. Like there, what does balance mean to you? Cause balance for you could be 70, 30. Yep. Balance for me can mean 60, 40. So it's all about uh, what do you define balance to be in your life and for your situation? 100%. 100%. And so now tell us, you call yourself Mr. Build Wealth. I see the let's yeah. disrupt generational poverty there in the corner. Is that like a niche you're going after? Is that just part of the brand? Talk to us a bit about that. Yeah, d- definitely a part of the brand. So being in financial services for so long, there aren't any like new excuses as to why people can't get rich, can't get wealthy, why they have financial struggles as an adult, as a young professional, as somebody nearing retirement. Like I've, I've literally heard it all. Like there's nothing new. It's just, it's my first time hearing it from somebody when I meet with them and they think it's like, oh, nobody has my problem. Like, yeah, no <laughs> problem isn't unique. But when I think about disrupting generational poverty and you've heard people talk about like poverty is like a mindset. Like being broke is you broke today. You can get rich tomorrow if you got a job or win the lottery. You you can get out of being broke, but poverty starts upstairs. And so with with my efforts, I'm trying to change the way people think and feel about money because the way you think may be wrong. The way you think might be, I'll say, not in your best interest. But I know there's also the emotions that come with everything related to money. So now we got to unpack financial trauma. We got to unpack you and your family who've never had a discussion around investing or budgets or anything because you didn't talk about money in your household. So y'all expect to get wealthy, but nobody's talking about money. 
I don't see how that that's never going to connect. So when I talk about disrupting, oh, some feelings might get hurt. Yeah. Some feelings are going to have to be unpacked. What you thought you knew could be totally wrong. So I've got to change what you think and feel. What we do, we'll figure that out later, but I got to get inside your head and you've got to be willing to share what's going on inside your heart with those emotions. Because if we do those things, I know that future generations will benefit from the work you're doing today. Maybe you didn't get what you wanted in life and that's okay. But don't let the next generation or two or three suffer because you mad. Yeah. And that's a real thing. Like people are like, well, my parents didn't leave me anything. So now my kids are going to have to fend for themselves. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, people, and they would say it with a straight face. And you're like, oh, you serious? <laughs> no, what are y'all for? Because yep. you mad? Oh, so so I can't help those people, Timmy. I, I can't help the person who's not willing to be open with me and honest and, and, and also courageous enough. You got to be courageous enough to try. You got to get a little vulnerable. You got to open up. If, if we did those things, we can start to build. We can yeah. build. Step Wealth doesn't happen by accident. It happens by design. You can hope, wish, and pray all you want. If we don't take some action, where are those hope, wishes, and prayers going? Nowhere. Yeah, for sure. I love it. I love it. And I love how you talked about the distinction between, you know, there are some people who just won't get out of their own way. And because they're not willing to make that personal choice, it's going to be really difficult to help them. But then you do love to help the people who are willing to kind of have that courage. And so my question to you is, why? Like, what's your motivation behind that? What really gets you up and keeps you going every day? All right. So the easy one is my my wife and my daughter. That's the easy one. That's that's the canned response. Yep. So yep. that that's there. But, you know, you can see my skin complexion is similar to yours. Uh-huh. And... I understand the history of this country. And then I look at the data that exists on the people who look like us, whether they are a darker complexion or lighter. It bothers me. Like to, it, it bothers me that we're at the bottom of categories where we shouldn't want to be. And then we're at the top of categories where we also should not want to be. And I'll keep it short, but I've, I've reviewed enough of the data and when I first started out in this career, you know, I had some, I'll, I'll call them uh, non-Black financial experts who were like, I don't think Black people want to do better. And I was like, wow. <laughs> and, when, and when he said it, and I've heard this from multiple people, they were like, I don't think y'all want to do better. And I was like, please elaborate. Yep. And then he started talking through just stuff I've already known to be true. We don't talk about money. We start investing later. We don't own enough property early enough. You know, we don't get enough life insurance. We don't understand our benefits to the job. We don't understand, like, we just, it's just certain things. And it was like a common thread of, well, if we had the education, what could we do? And he was like, and some of these other experts, like, even though y'all have access to information, you haven't taken advantage of it. Yeah. I was like, this is, I was in my 20s. So they planted that seed in my head, and I was like, well, y'all can't go talk to my people like I talk. So I need to go be the guy that's going to try to make a difference. And I'll save, you know, a couple thousand people before I die. I mean, if, if I could do millions, great. But I'm not the only one who has kind of the same uh, feeling towards trying to help. And I'm staying in my lane. Yeah. Like, I'm not the health guy, the mental wellness, the job seeker. The I'm, 
financial planning. Getting yep. comfortable with your money. Do you know what you do? So you got the job. Do you understand what to do with that income? Mm-hmm. I'm staying in my lane. I'm not trying to do everything for everybody. Can I help you in one of these areas? If not, let me get you to somebody who can. Yeah. Yeah. I like that focus. Were you ever tempted to kind of step outside of your lane with early clients? And how'd you deal with that? Yeah, it's a struggle. Uh, I think being licensed to do insurance and investment business, it's been a struggle because depending on how I engage with somebody, they would assume I only did one thing. Mm-hmm. And I used to get mad. I'll say, well, oh, by the way, I do this, 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 this. And they're like, oh, that's great. Yep. But it didn't go nowhere. So it was almost like sometimes I think it's okay to specialize. And I, I think for me, it may have hindered me some to some degree because I was always trying to be the generalist. And so it's like I can go all these different directions, but that confuses people. It's just uh, like when you go to the restaurant and you see the menu, like, man, what am I going to order? Because there's 70 things. Like there's 70 things on the menu. And if you don't have any food allergies, you're like, my God, I'm going to be here forever. Yeah. Kind of think, what am I in the mood for versus a, an establishment that only has like burger fries and milkshakes yep. or taco salad? And you're like, oh, they made it easy. I've only got two or three options. So I'm either going to order one, two or three or I'm not eating here today. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a struggle because I'm licensed to do so much. And I used to get carried away trying to tell people I can do everything. And it just caused them not to take action versus here's what I can do. But then I would say, what do you need me to do? And and then just asking that second part of what do you need me to do help to drive them to make a decision? Yeah, for sure. I love it. Well, awesome, Jasper. Let's jump into your dreams and goals now, man. What's your vision for your career, your business and your life? Uh, All right. That's a lot. So <laughs> um, I'll, I'll say for life, I want to continuously mix business and pleasure. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think we can work, we can have fun, we can include our families. I don't think it has to be separated. That's that's my opinion. There needs to be some separation as you're building. But at some point, I want to make sure I keep that intact because my family is important. Not, not my, my own family, but my immediate family and extended family. You know, so I, I think whatever it is that I'm doing, I want to always kind of keep that. And like, that's that's balance for me where I can work, have some fun and the family be there to enjoy it. Like that's ideal, you know, professionally. I, I want to do more speaking and like speaking on bigger stages where it's my message is reaching. Thousands like hundreds is OK. But I want to reach thousands at a time because the message have like a few that I, I kind of pitch to people. It's like, Hey, I can do a lot, but here's my favorite. And I think the favorites that I've selected can touch any audience of any age of any ethnic background. Mm-hmm. So I would love to do those talks more frequently, get more people to hear it and then let them decide what they do next. I'm not going to steer you, I'm always going to offer up what I can do to help again within those limits and then say, if I can be of service, let me know, but I'm not going to push you to do this work. It works. Just so you know, don't, you don't have to believe me. Just know that people with a plan end up being financially successful. People with a plan go on a better vacation because they plan the vacation. It's just, it's simple in my brain that if we do the planning and do the work, it ends up working out. Yeah. So, so I want to be in a position where I'm constantly being able to share my message, 
And then what we do as a result after that talk, that's up to you. Whether it's a little bit of work or a lot of work, it'll always be financially related, but I'm really trying to get to the essence of why people are okay with struggling. Mm. So if I'm a disrupt, like why are you still okay that your grandparents struggle, your parents struggle, now you on the struggle bus? You see the cycle? That's one, two, three generations. Are you going to create a fourth generation that's going to struggle? I think you're doing your family a disservice by not doing something different. And I'm sure you've heard it before. The definition of insanity, doing the same thing, expecting different results. We are doing that with our money. Certain communities continue to do the same stuff and they're getting the same results. So in your zip code, it's a poor zip code because everybody in that ecosystem and that community is not trying to do anything different. Yeah. But yeah. but type in a type in a wealthy zip code anywhere in the world. Well, let's just use America. Type in a fancy zip code. It it feels just walk into that neighborhood, you're gonna feel like, <laughs> oh my God. Don't even drive, just walk. If you want to drive, you better be driving a certain car or else they're gonna look at you funny. Yeah. But you're gonna you're gonna feel the different. That is not by luck. That was designed. There was a plan to make that neighborhood, that zip code, feel that way. Yep. All right, I'm off my I'm off my soapbox, man. I just know I love all of my stuff. All my stuff is in alignment with, I, and I also I'll say this too. I want to make a lot of money and do a lot of good. Yeah, because that's what wealthy people do. Now, yes, they do it for tax benefits. I respect the game. That's how you sh you can do well and do good. And I'm building that into my business where I have efforts like my merchandise sales. A part of that goes to a scholarship I started. So it's just merch. I'm not going to make a bazillion on it yet. Yet. Until somebody yeah. famous wears it and I'm popping. But until then, these smaller dollars and these smaller purchases are still going to a, a cause that I care about. And every wealthy person that I know, yes, they have to do it for tax purposes, but all the the efforts they support from a philanthropic standpoint are all near and dear to their heart yep. or their client. So I have my personal stuff that I care about, but as I continue to build my business, I want my client to tell me, and I, this is one of the questions I ask, what do you care about? Because I make notes of organizations, maybe it's their church, maybe it's their sorority, maybe it's their school, because at some point I would love to find ways to help support what my clients love supporting. As long as it ain't illegal, I'm all for it. I got you. As long as it's not illegal. Yeah. I'm okay. 100%. 100%. Okay. So right now we got mixing business and pleasure as your business yep. continues to grow. Yeah. Doing more speaking on bigger stages where your message is reaching thousands of people at once, not hundreds, thousands, yep. preferably tens of thousands, right? <laughs> um, and you talk about doing some of your favorite talks. So elaborate a little bit on what some of those talks are. So long ago, somebody said to me, you need to be relatable to everybody. Mm. And I was like, uh, I'm black, but I want to focus. He's like, no, no, just think if your message is relatable to everybody, then you don't you don't um, you don't limit yourself. You don't limit the audience you can be in front of. So one of my talks is around children. I got a kid. So yeah. <laughs> I develop a talk where I'm like, here's what we did for my daughter. Here's what my family did for me. And if you don't do it, you're just going to have issues when they're older. And it's the whole, yeah. there's a, like, everybody can relate. Even if you don't have kids, you know somebody with kids. So it's always going to be a timeless talk, whether I'm this age or 50 years from now, if I'm still doing that talk, 
it's going to apply to somebody in that audience because I listen to my clients talk about what they wish they would have their parents would have done, grandparents, aunties, uncles. And I'm like, y'all know we can like solve that issue, right? With a little bit of planning. So the message is around, it's called the 18 year head start. I've written an article about it. I'll share the article with you, but it's it's an article that I share is, is, is if this is too complicated, you should call me first off. But as a financial expert, here's what I'm doing. You can do more, but here's what I'm doing because I know it's going to work. You know how I know it's going to work? Because my parents did it for me. <gasps> oh, yep. <laughs> I'm living proof of what happens when there's a plan. So that's one of the talks. The other is really around kind of financial planning and uplifting my profession because people don't understand why having a financial plan is important. So I have a, an activity as a part of this talk. It is the most eye-opening experience because it's quick. And then I literally ask the question, so you got it all figured out? That's like the whole talk. It's like the activity. And then and then I kind of bring it back and I talk about why you want to have like a money team that you work with. So I talk through like yeah. you need to work with a team of people. I can only do but so much for you. But every wealthy person I know has a team of people around them. It's, it's almost like we're building this fortress where you're in the middle and each one of your, the, the, the members of your money team are playing their position, staying focused on one or a couple of things for you. And then you build that around you. So at any point in time in your life, if I say, yo, 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 yo Timmy, how you doing? Yo, I'm good, bro. I got my disc. And you should be able to rattle it off like you talk about sports and entertainment. I need people to be that comfortable talking about their financial plans, not giving them all the details, but telling people the why behind certain products they purchased certain companies or people they work with. Like we don't hear that story enough. So people don't respect the profession. So I'm a, can I try an activity with you really quick? Hit me with it. All right, Timmy, if your tooth hurts right now, who, who do you call? My dentist. Okay. So you're not feeling good right now, Timmy. You feeling a little under the weather. Who are you going to call? Doctor. My God. Um, last one. So you got a legal issue. Who are you going to call Timmy? Lawyer. My God. My God. So for other services, you know exactly who to go to when you have an issue. Mm-hmm. You got a money problem, Tim. Who do you call first? Pause. Don't answer the question. You can't say the Lord. You can't say your parents. Next. <laughs> who you calling? I mean, I, I don't have anybody in my life to call. <laughs> That's the other talk. But but it's we see how quick we know it is familiar to know I have a profession that can help with the issue. See, money and financial planning so broad that yeah. you're like, well, man, I call my mom. Is your mom a financial planner? Is your mom a credit? Like, it, unless that family member is in that profession, yep. not okay with me, right? Like, unless they, unless you're calling people. So, so again, when you think about disrupting generational poverty, I'm struggling, and then I call my auntie, who I thought was successful, who ain't that successful, but then you get advice from somebody who's not doing the work. And, and you wonder how the cycle is perpetuated, Timmy. Yeah. If, if I if this has gone over anybody's head who listens to this, Timmy, you let me know. Because I, I live in reality. Yep. yep. You just passed my test, and I do that in front of a group. I say, so if y'all had an issue, and I just write it down, like, okay, great. Y'all are, are smart. And then when I say a money issue, again, it's I'm going to pray on it. 
gonna call my mom or dad or whoever whoever they deem to be the most successful in their family is who they call. Yeah. What you call an expert who does? Uh huh. I'm gonna bring <laughs> it back down, man. I got those you. are my two. Those are my two favorite talks, and then I have another one. You know, it's more around like certain product specific stuff of like it's a retirement one investment. I kind of. I teeter on which one's my favorite, but the, the the planning one and then the kid focus one, those are my two go-to. That third one kind of, I, I'm wishy-washy, but I got two solid for sure that I'm like, yo, I need these two at a minimum and then maybe one of my third options. That's the message. And you literally just, that's the activity I do and people always laugh. But I'm like, so we got a money issue, who you calling? And they, and they started just throwing them out. I'm like, here we go. Yeah. Not, not now person in the audience has said financial planner, financial advisor, invest. They always say mom or dad, auntie, uncle. And I say, are those people experts? Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> That's a great point. That's a great point. I, um, yeah, I like that a lot. And you really like, you set it up well, you know, it's like, you know this, you know this, you know this. What about this one? There, there's the expert out there. Why don't you know one? Yep. I like it. And it, does, it doesn't have to be me. Let, let me say this for the record. We are, this is recorded. So, so when I do that activity or have a discovery meeting with a, with a prospective client, it's amazing how many people you think of when I say, yo, so do you need this? Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, my cousin sells insurance. I'm like, have you ever given that cousin your business? You know, my uncle, my friend of a friend is an investment advisor. And I'm like, but you've never met with him or her. And here I am. Yes, I'm vying for your business and building a relationship. And now all of a sudden, because we've had a real conversation, now you want to go support them. They've probably been trying to help you. Yeah. So so even though I want everybody's business, I'm I'm man enough to understand that you may have a relationship with somebody that can actually help you. I don't even want to consider wasting your time or mine if you prefer and have a relationship already established. Again, I'm staying in my lane. For sure. For if sure. your cousin sells insurance and you need an insurance, I'm going to say, do you want to support your family? If not, I'll become your new family member and I'll be your insurance guy or your investment guy. Or again, whatever you need me to do as a part of being on your money team, I'll play my position. I'm not greedy. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Well, awesome. Any other dreams or goals that you want to chat about? We got the speaking, the mixing business and pleasure. Any other topics you want to touch on? Yeah, I just want to take more family trips, like leisurely, just on a random Tuesday, Wednesday. About your babe, we going. Going where? I bought the tickets. We out. Yeah. Clear yeah. your schedule. Like, I just want to have that. And, and that that comes with working hard and working smart and saving and investing. That comes with a plan. But that's the the ultimate for me is that to be able to take more leisurely uh, outings with, like, family, with friends. Uh, I'm a sports guy. So, like, I think about, you know, one year, I just want to go, like, to the Super Bowl, to the World Series. And the World Series, I'm going to go to all seven games. Like, hope is a se- I don't care what city. Just being able to say, I'm going to go to all the games no matter where I live, no matter where. Th- I'm going to fly in, fly out, fly in, fly out. Yep. NBA finals with my t- again, where whoever's playing just show up in their city, two, three, two, right? Yep. So I'm gonna be in town. 
So, so again, having that ability again to just pick up and go. Yeah. I feel that. I love the, the freedom. I feel like it's what we all want, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that freedom uh, to go. Well, cool, man. What are the top one to two skills that you need to develop right now to make some of these dreams come true? I think one is my focus. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be, I, I lose it sometimes and it's hard. I'm human. So I think Y'all maintaining are. that, yeah, maintaining that focus on like, what's the most important? Mm-hmm. We all got the to-do list that will never end, but it's like, what's the most important? And sometimes I lose focus and I deal with stuff on the to-do list that isn't revenue generating. It's not going to move. It's, it's more like busy work I should do at night yeah. <laughs> or on a weekend when I'm chilling out. And so I lose focus sometimes, but it's also why I also have coaches. I have accountability groups. I have I have some, some things I'm working on to try to help with maintaining that focus. Uh, I, I think also just remaining tenacious. Like you got to be a little crazy about your goals when you're trying to achieve. Like you need to be almost fanatical. And I, and I think sometimes I, I'll let my foot off the gas. Yeah. And I can kind of feel it sometimes. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Get up, do it. And so re- keeping that tenacity, not being overbearing, just kind of being tenacious about you know, do the work every day, day yeah. in, day out, re- remain kind of focused and be tenacious about how I do it, it will net the results that I want. And it's just doing that over a sustained period of time. It's like any business. You, you got to start someplace. I've acknowledged where I'm at, but I know I, I'm always going to, I don't think there's like a real mountaintop for me. I think it's, you reach this plateau and then you look for the next mountain to climb. Like it's never like a top for me. The top will be, I'm on my deathbed and I think I'm running out of time. All right, I think I've done enough in life. But yeah. When people say, what's the ultimate goal? There's no ultimate because once I achieve a goal, I set new ones. It's a moving target. For sure. So I could dig it. So focus and tenacity. Keeping the dreams and goals in mind, keeping those kind of skills in mind. What are the highest impact daily actions that are going to tick the needle forward towards these dreams and goals? Calls, emails, social media outreach. That was the, yeah, those are the three. Calling is still effective. It's quicker sometimes than sending an email so it gets right to the person if they're available. The email, just because, again, that that's kind of this, a, a massive way to connect with a lot and you don't have to necessarily be available. Uh, and then social media, because there's so many people who hang out on social media all day. So I have to do more of outreach in there and marketing. And I think those three kind of help set the tone each week that if I'm not doing those three, I got to hope and wish that people will come to me, but it it doesn't work that way. So I'm not like, I'm not famous where the inbox is flooded. The, so the DM it's like, I'm not there. So I have to continue to focus on those three. It's it's like football. I got to learn how to block and tackle. You can't block and can't tackle. You probably going to lose the game. Yep. So the calls, the email, the social outreach stuff, that's the blocking and tackling for me. And I just got to, again, remain consistent and disciplined and focused on doing that work every day, no matter how I'm feeling or no matter what life throws at me. I just got to say, yo, you do the basics, everything else literally will work itself out. Mm -hmm. I feel you. I feel you. Mm -hmm. Do you know who Russell Brunson is? I've heard him. Yep. 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 He has these three books. What are they called? Mm -hmm. Dot com. Funnel guy, right? 
That's, yep. that's the funnel guy. Yep. Yep. Have you ever thought about doing the free webinar model for your talks? Working on it. I just got to, I, I won't say I don't have time. I need to commit the time to doing it. Mm. I'm getting better at saying I don't have, everybody got time for what they want to have time for. for sure. I need to make the commitment to do it as a driver. Uh, and I've seen, I've sat through enough of these types of webinars. They're all like, I could do that. Oh yeah. They're, they're like, they're not anything special at all. <laughs> I, I see people throw them together. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, so, it's yes, definitely doable. I, I, very familiar with the webinar model. It, it is something I want to do. It, again, it's not one of those foundational items, but I know it would be helpful because it does save time for me having to repeat the same story. It's like I can do live or recorded or a combination. So I, I see the value in both. Yeah, I prefer live, but they're like, man, as you get busier, you just don't have the time. So it's make the time do the recordings but make it still feel like you're yeah. a real person yeah no for sure and i feel like when you get to the point where you're too busy to you know put aside an hour for a webinar i mean then yeah you can do the recording but i feel like yep. a lot of us are a far ways away from being too busy for that hour-long webinar agreed but agreed. Uh, you know i i like the um I like the calls, emails, social media outreach. I like how quick you were with that answer because, like, you know your daily actions. You probably have some KPIs for those actions where it's like, this is what I need to hit. How many calls? How many emails? How much social media outreach? And yeah. it's just that just that discipline, right? So talking about discipline, talking about focus, talking about tenacity, what character trait do you most need to develop right now to get to your dream life? Mm. It can be a repeat of if it's focused. Yeah, or I don't. I don't want to say repeat. I mean, I I know I need to constantly work on my patience because I, I mm -hmm. I'm like every like I want it now, but you know I've read enough things where they're like when it's supposed to happen it will, and if it, if you were where you want it to be, sometimes you aren't ready for that success. So I feel sometimes like I haven't had the success success that I want, but maybe it's because I'm not ready yet, and I can feel it when I'm getting. When I kind of level up, I'm like, ooh, I'm a new guy now. I'm a yeah. new guy now. But they're like, yo, if you really were killing it, you would have all the systems in place. So if you do or when you do have that influx, you won't crumble. So yeah. systems will work. You know, your your process in terms of follow-up will be kind of turnkey. And so I, I've been slowly kind of leveling up where it's like, okay, I have some of those. And I just got to remain patient that. I got to keep doing the daily stuff, but my God, I want to get that phone call. We're like, Hey man, we got this. Yes. Cha-ching. Yeah. Like we all want that email or phone call. And it's like, just remain patient, bro. Just remain. And I think part of how I had to learn and part of my growth has been, I don't get sucked into social media anymore. Like I know people are online and they appear to be popping. But you really don't, you don't know that story. You, you see it. You know, we can do professional things on a, a, a minimal list of a budget, but you really don't know if that person is where they really want to be, but it looks nice. And, and I think sometimes I get caught up in this. I got to remain patient, but the world doesn't stop, right? I got to keep moving along and keep leveling up and scaling up. And it's hard sometimes to deal with it. But again, I just kind of sit back when I get quiet or when I'm exercising, it's like, all right. It will happen if you're doing what you're supposed to do. And I got to remind myself of that 
like every day, like do this because, yeah. do this because, do that because, mm-hmm. um, and just not listening to the note. Well, Jasper, you should be further. Well, you haven't helped me. So help me get to that. Next. So if you, if you see, I'm not where I need to be. Help me. Yeah. <laughs> I gotcha. I got Jasper, you. Why, why don't you have those webinars? Can you, you record them for me? Great. <laughs> you want to help? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Patience is a hard one. Um, specifically, I'm, I'm curious if this applies to you. Um, is there like an action step that you could take right now that would better position you for the opportunity of success happening faster? Because for me, just to give an example of this, yeah. a lot of times, so like my brother's a day trader, and yeah. recently he turned $90 to $600. And I was like 8X, right? Or 7X. Yeah. And he, um, I was like, well, you 7X your money, and with how percentages work, like, you know, if we had been risking $5,000, you would have 7X $5,000. If you had been risking $15,000, you would have 7X $15,000. And so... I was like, well, Theo, why didn't we put more money in? And it's like, well, we're scared to lose that money. It's like, well, the fear of losing that money will like hold you back from the opportunity of getting returns on that money. And so that was like an example of um, us not even allowing ourselves to have the opportunity to get there, to have the success. And so my question is, is there an action step you um, have identified that would set you up for a better opportunity to have success come faster. Yep. Uh, I need to keep making investments into programs that can simplify my life in terms of the process, the process itself. So like I've done coaching sessions because I was like, I need coaching. I need like accountability. So I was like, let me hire a coach. Let me find small business programs that offer coaching and maybe some money but I need that accountability and I always find it. And I think I also, for, for some time, I wouldn't make investments into like a, a Russell Brunson's program. These programs, they got to work because they keep marketing, which means they got to be getting some success because you wouldn't keep marketing a product that was trash. It's yeah. like infomercials. The infomercial is on at 2 a.m. because somebody's up buying that stuff. There's yeah. no secret. So, mm-hmm. so for me, it was this kind of fear of making the investment for the fear of not knowing because I was like, I don't want to be the guy that's like, it sounded good. They were snake oil salesperson. It didn't work. But I've been finding people who I have followed for a little while and started to like, I've got to take a chance because if you don't take the risk, you, like you said, you don't give yourself the opportunity to gain that reward. Yep. So I've been making investments a little bit more than I'm comfortable doing. And it's pushing me. Mm. I'm still uncomfortable but it's kind of like a, a rush because it's like, huh, I'm not comfortable, which means I am forced to grow. Huh? I need to keep growing so I will be ready for the money, for the riches, for the, 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 the busyness, all the stuff I'm asking for. This is a part of that journey of, you know, make that investment yep. and ex- expect a great return. Oof. That expect right there. <laughs> that right there. Timmy. We're paying for stuff and expecting nothing but oh, well, they'll they'll like it's almost like we're we're expecting somebody else to do the work unless they clearly say, hey Timmy, you invest in this, I'm gonna do it for you. 
Yeah. Well, it's probably going to be a lot more expensive than the, well, let me charge you a hundred bucks. Here's a template. Here's an email. Here's some, they'll send you the material. No, 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 no. I ain't got time now. I'm paying you. I could have read that on. So, so you yeah. find this, do I do it myself? Because they didn't do anything, but maybe share a little bit more information that I didn't know, but I still have to do the work or hire somebody. So it's being willing to make the investment into programs that have a process that will help. Yeah, but then yeah. you also got to figure out, do I have the capacity? So if I'm going to make the investment, am I willing and or able to the, devote the time that they're saying that I need? Yeah, no, 100%. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And like that whole risk reward thing, it's a important thing to have a, and doing it to where it pushes you, like, when humans have their back against the wall, you know, that's when you really have an opportunity to either become who you're made to become or cower out. And, you know, some people cower out and then they stay a failure their whole life. And then some people make the choice to endure. And when you endure. You just said it, man. Some some of us, it's, you said the keyword, you make a choice. Yeah. I, I've made a choice to be in the driver's seat for my career. I don't knock people who have jobs, but it's just you don't make the rules. So as people got laid off, I would say, well, that was a business decision. It wasn't personal. Yeah. They're not sad. They had to do what they had to do. I mean, yeah, they, they may have liked you. But the business is not sustainable if we keep too many employees or we're going through a rough patch. I just choose this route. And then I listen to people who have all, have done the opposite where they're not entrepreneurial. And then they complain how much they hate their job. Mm -hmm. They're being disrespected. They aren't paid what they're worth. So I listen to all the struggles and I've worked corporate jobs and I, I'm employable. So I understand the plight of my clients, but it's like, what are you willing to do on this other side? Cause I'm crazy. I'm willing to go to the ends of the earth to mess up my finances, to learn, to grow. And if you're not willing to do that, I, I have this, I had this issue very early in my career where I didn't want to be the old person who was like, I wish I would have done that when I was your age. I wish. Yo, I'm not going to wish I did it. I'm just going to do it. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to say, now nah, I got another story to tell y'all when I'm on stage. Let me <laughs> tell you how this didn't work. Let me, and that's what every successful person does. They're like, yo, back then, they didn't know you, but you were building. Yep. They, they always, what did they say? You, you, it took you 10, 15 years to become an overnight success. That mm -hmm. happens to everybody. Yeah. They saw you. They won't fool them with you. And then you get on. They're like, I know him. <laughs> but now it's going to cost your ass. Excuse my life. It's going to cost you because you chose not to deal with me when you could have got me for the low. And I started saying that I'm not always going to have certain prices. I'm like every other business. I got to keep leveling up. Mm. So if you feel like it's not the right time for you, great. Call me in five years. I guarantee you it's going to cost you more. Yep. But if you're willing to still make that investment, Make it. Yeah, 100%. Well, awesome. If there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take that next step towards your dreams and goals, who would that person be and how would they help you? Are you familiar with Reginald Lewis? I'm not. Hey, so man. I want you to write this book down. It's uh, Why Should White Guys Have All the Fun? He was, uh, I, that's, I'll let you look him up. Reginald Lewis. They have a... Uh, a facility honoring his life and his his impact in I think it's in Baltimore. 
he changed how I look at being black and being in financial services. Now he was, uh, you know, lawyer, but got into one of the biggest acquisitions at the time for uh, a leverage buyout of a company. So he was on a global, like, I'm about to do this. Brother was sharp. I'm like, yo, he's one of those cats that they were like, yo, here's my fee to come hear me speak. I'd pay the fee or find a way to just get some of that energy of how he was conducting himself in business. I read that book when I was 21, changed my life. Yeah. I still refer it out when people are like, what's your favorite book? That one. There are others, but but for my community, for seeing a black man, and he, he died way too young, but seeing him do that reminds me that what I'm trying to do is possible. Yeah. 100%. I would love to just, yo, Reginald, like, you got that fire. Like, how does... I know you got discouraged and you read his story you're like, man, you went, you dealt with some real racist stuff, but it's like, you didn't care. But how do you just shake that off and like, I got to keep going. Like if somebody says something bad about us on social media, we crumble, we need therapy. Like they were dealing with real racist stuff back in the day. And you're like, yeah. and yet they still transcended to greatness. And so I'm like, I don't make excuses. It either got done or it didn't. And he, he was kind of like, I could tell he's one of those no nonsense. Like, I love that type of person. And I think just soaking up some of that energy of like, you know, and your vision is very clear. And every move you make is in perfect, almost what it seems like now looking from the outside. It was like in perfect alignment. Like yeah. you were like, I'm about to do this. And then you did it. Yeah. If we could go back in time, I'm like, would love to kick it with him. There we go. There we go. Well, all right. Now we're going to jump down. We're going to skip our thriving three. You already answered one of those questions. So, okay. um, you know, that's fine. Favorite book was one of the questions, by the way. So yep. got yep. that one. Yep. Yep. Uh, now these questions, they can get a little personal. Um, so if you want to opt out, be like, I want to pass. And I'll be like, okay, cool. Yeah. So the first question is what's one limiting belief that continues to pop up in your life? If any, Mm. Am I doing enough? Gotcha. And where does that come from? My own brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I consume media just like everybody else, but I think it's just you, you see enough. It just it plays on your mind and your psyche. Yeah. You see people your same age or same industry. And you're like, man, am I doing enough? And yeah. I know it's consuming that stuff. You can't totally avoid it. But, you know, I, I question, am I doing enough? And so now my next question is, and stay with me here. Yeah. What actions reinforce this limiting belief? So you have the belief and, you know, you, our beliefs produce our thoughts, our thoughts produce our yep. feelings, and then feelings produce actions. What actions are stemming from that limiting belief that you're doing either on a daily, weekly, monthly, annual basis? It's It's a weekly thing. You know, it's. If I didn't do enough calls, if I didn't do enough outreach, like if I didn't do enough of those, it it brings that into my brain of like, yo, you ain't do enough today. You ain't do oh, enough okay. this week. So it's all it's all connected. And I think that's why it comes back to those three that I mentioned. It's like, I got to do that. And when I don't, because I'm human, it just, it makes me feel some kind of way. I'm just like, do the work. You will yep. get the results. But when I don't do them, and again, I can make any excuse. Oh, family, I'm tired. Yeah, that happens. And so I feel like, man, I didn't do enough yesterday. I, I was tired, but was I tired from just like 
bullshitting all day or did I was I tired from actually doing work? And I can tell the difference when I'm tired from when I'm like, yeah, I was in the zone today. Or even if I wasn't in the zone, but I was like in a good flow where I'm like, that was a productive day. But I think those are the actions that literally transform into this mindset of like, yeah, did you do enough? Yeah, 100%. And so if you were to change that limiting belief of am I doing enough into an abundant phrase that really spoke to your heart, what would that phrase be? I did my best today. I did my best today. I love it. And you can underline best. You can put it in quotes, but did I, did I do my, did I, did I, you know, you can say, or you can say, did I try my best? Did I try my best or did I do my best? That flips that whole, man, I did the best. I was tired as hell. I was sick. My nose was running, but I made phone calls. I got on the computer. Like that, that's a, that's a mind shift, right? Mm -hmm. That's a paradigm shift. I did my best today. Yeah. With the energy level that I, you know, you're not on a hundred every day. You can be very productive at 50% of your health, at 50% of your mental capacity. You can you can still be productive. Yeah. Got to be able to push through. I gotcha. So we're going to go off of limiting beliefs a little bit and jump to yeah. abundant beliefs. What is your favorite belief that you currently hold strongly about yourself? Hmm. This is a new question. The first time I asked this one, actually. <laughs> All right. All right. Run it, it back one more time. Let me say, say it again for me. What is your favorite belief that you currently hold and you feel strongly about it that you have about yourself? Your favorite belief about yourself? I've got the juice. I've got the juice. There we go. Love it. Well, Jasper, that's all we got for you today, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, this is fun, man. I I I knew this was gonna be a fun one. Just just cause I, I was like, I think it's gonna ask some thought provoking questions that are gonna make me dig a little bit deeper. No, you know, some of these are just surface level. On some of these podcasts that I've done, man, but I like how you frame yours. It's like, all right, I need you to go a little bit deeper. Like you can give everybody the surface level, and then we can end it. But I, yeah, man, really, really, really enjoy the the style of questions that you present, man. I really do appreciate that. For sure, man. I appreciate, I appreciate you, um, you know, noticing it because yeah, I did think about it a lot and I am trying to like pull information out of people. <laughs> so for sure, for sure. Well, thanks for coming <laughs> on the show. Now I appreciate you, Timmy. Hope your, your listeners enjoy it. And uh, yeah, man, you know, appreciate you for allowing me to, to share a few moments, you know, on your platform and hope your listeners enjoy this episode. Yeah. And if they're trying to hit you up, trying to reach out to you, what's the best way to do so? Yeah, I'll send them to just my website, thebuildwealthmovement.com. They can go there. You'll see what I'm into, how to get in touch with me. Or if you need a little more convenient, uh, Instagram at underscore um, at Mr. Underscore Build Wealth. And you got to have the underscore because there's another Mr. Build Wealth. We're not related, but at Mr. Underscore Build Wealth. If you want to hit me up on Instagram. Uh, or if not, just go to thebuildwealthmovement.com and tap in. There we go. Well, guys, thanks for listening to the show. If you loved what Jasper had to say, make sure to check him out. His Instagram and his website will be down in the show notes. We will see you guys on the next one. And on that note, we're out. 
Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.